call is now being recorded. Well, hey there. Hey, we're back. We're back. Uh, this is the V2V podcast with Shorts and Aurelius. This is Shorts. Say hello. Hello, I am Shorts. And I am Aurelius. We never did an introduction before, so this is kind of uh, new. Yeah. People before we're like, hey, what am I listening to? Who are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they talking about drug terms from from Arkansas and um, Charlie Sheen? Hey, 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 man, I got to get some of that amped. You got some of that amped? Ooh, ooh! You got the woola. You got the woola. You know which the uh, <laughs> the uh, marijuana cigar dipped in malt liquor. It's the fire. Yeah, yeah. No, no, don't smoke it yet. It's got to dry out first. Oh, All right, we're kind of rehashing things. We do have new content, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. But we are rehashing. We told, our, we told ourselves we wouldn't do this. But it's such a, there's such a compulsion there to uh, talk about what we've already talked about. It's easier that way, right? Yeah, it's kind of just familiar. Yeah. So. Well, what you, yeah. <laughs> well, you know how popular uh, list shows are. Yeah. I figured that we could do one, and um, Ooh. but I didn't want to do a typical. Uh, clickbait list show so instead i thought we could do the top 10 top 10 list okay and then we could discuss um our thoughts on the uh on each list and give our take about whether or not we thought uh they were worthy of being on the top 10 top 10 list okay right so uh sounds good uh, number 10. <laughs> the top 10 de- reasons to hate Disney. Okay. Um, the top 10 reasons to hate Disney. So, number 10 on the top 10 reasons to hate Disney are the, um, that uh, the Disney Channel overdoses on teen stereotypes. In your thoughts? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have thoughts. I haven't watched Disney Channel since I was a kid. And anyone who does, who's an adult, like, I mean, like, frankly, if I actually had an opinion on this, I'd be scared. Right. Uh, the idea is that they portray teenagers the way that we're, um, that they're supposed to be. Right. 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 Um, I, I, I really got nothing on this one, too. Um, number nine, High School Musical. I got no opinion on that. No, but no. no. Um, the only good show on Disney is Gravity Falls. Never seen it? I don't even know. Never seen it. Don't know it. No. Uh, they canceled the good shows like that's so Raven, Kim Possible, and Lizzie McGuire. They did. Mm. 
That's horrible. Poor Raven. Miley, Miley Cyrus is a bad singer. Yes. That's a given. Um, well, we're really she, starting she, off with a bang on this one. She, she, she always sounds like to me she's got something clogged in her mouth. It's like, or she just stopped smoking. Right. Yeah, but she just sounds like she's got like a sock in her throat or something. Like, and I imagine her uh, doing a, a duet with uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That might be interesting. That would be fantastic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're Miley. Yeah, we do the, we do the duet together. Yeah. Yeah, I come in like a wrecking ball man. Uh, Phineas and Ferb are racist. Huh. Phineas and Ferb. I don't know them. I don't know them. Don't even know them. Um, they bought Marvel. Okay. Okay. Um, and they have the same storylines again and again. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of, I guess that's true, I suppose. Yeah. The characters have terrible attitudes. Hmm. Hmm. I guess I don't know. I I feel like this is just so bland to me. I don't know really much bad. about them. No, but I wonder if other people have any opinions about this. The Disney Channel I, I, has bad shows. Well, like I'm certain that they do have opinions about it. I mean, my ex had a had a friend who works at Disney and basically lives in Anaheim, and her whole entire life is just Disney. You know, right. it's right. like She's you walk into her home. Yeah, it's just like it's yeah, but I mean that sounds glamorous, doesn't it? I, I'm a Disney cast member, but really you're just like in the back back of Small World, flipping boats and pulling people not to fuck around. You know, right? But when I was in, in high school, the people that that worked at Disneyland who liked their jobs the best or their the roles were yeah. the street sweeper janitor guys who had the little broom and the and yeah. the, um, dustpan because they got to walk all over the place like scooping up like someone's like cup and yeah um, yeah and uh, what and quit show business oh man all right it's so let's, very, uh, let's move very... out of the Disney zone yeah yeah. All right. So the, uh, the top ten easiest instruments to play. Number ten, the tambourine. Mm-hmm. Man, you just hit that thing on your leg and like, I mean, you're you're like a one man tambourine show. Tambourines or are awesome. Or the palm of yeah. your hand. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Tambourines are awesome. They are awesome. I, I like them. I think they're cool. Right. It's like clapping with bells. Right. That's awesome. Tambourine. Yeah, we salute you, tambourine. Wow, number nine, the piano. That seems like a giant leap from tambourine to the piano. Yeah, I'm not buying that. the instrument to play. I I don't don't think that's uh, right at all. No. No. Wow. Piano seems to be one of the more difficult instruments to play, in my opinion. But they're staying with 
percussion here, which is interesting. Are they saying that just banging things is a lot easier than, like, plucking or Well, strumming? tambourine would be number 10 easiest, and that's not even the easiest because we're going backwards from the most difficult easiest well, that's to right. the easiest easiest, right? So number nine is piano, and then number eight, the harmonica, which is really uh, easy to play. Yeah. Not easy to play well, though. Yeah. You ever hear one of those harmonica guys just going, <laughs> Yeah. That's bad. But very yeah. easy to play. Yeah. The clarinet. Uh, this, 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 this is, is pure horrendous. insanity. It's insanity. This is bullshit. Who wrote this? Is this like an algorithmic generated Google thing? It's uh, a compilation of the top ten, top ten list. By? By the top tens. I knew it. The I easiest instrument it. to play. Now, this may, be, this may be accurate. Number one, we'll just skip because um, yeah. the other instruments seem very difficult, like the guitar, the clarinet. The Number one, yeah. easiest instrument to play, the triangle. I like the triangle. I do, too. I, I wonder if we could start a band with a tambourine and a triangle. And a harmonica. And a, <laughs> and a, and a piano and a guitar and a clarinet. Now, hold on a second. That's the easiest you can get. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a band with a piano, a clarinet, a guitar, a tambourine, and a triangle? What kind of music would that even be? (laughs) That would be awesome. It would be great. All right. This is going nowhere fast. Mm. The top ten... Top ten cigarettes. (laughs) Oh, gosh. What? No, just no. How long has it been since you've had a cigarette, Marcus? About 10 minutes. Ah, you dirty bastard. Oh, gosh. The top 10 most needed survival items. Okay. Freeze-dried meats, number 10. Yummy. Number 11. <laughs> what did I say number 11 for? I'm going the wrong way. Number, how can you have a number 11 in the top 10? <laughs> By the way, number 11 is a hunting rifle. Oh, really? In the top 10 list. Hmm. Number, number nine, matches. Yes. Number eight, duct tape. Yes. Number seven, ammunition. Wait, what? This sounds like a serial killer manifesto that you're reading. Like number really six, backpack. Backpack? Um, oh, number five, oh. handgun. Mm. Number four, survival knife. Number three, a first aid kit. That's pretty useful. Mm. Number two, a water purification kit. I think Krabby had a water purification kit. Could he pee in that right. and then drink it? 
Um, he said that you could just get any water like out of a puddle and it would be okay to drink, which I really have my doubts about. Yeah. I never, I've never, I never saw him use it, but he was very proud to have it. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Hmm. And the number one survival item, water storage. Something good for storing okay. water. Sounds yeah. good. Um, wow. Well, I don't know. I don't know about this. Top 10 worst oh. companies. Okay. Victoria's Secret, because the boob sizes are too big. Mm. Uh, J.C. Penny, number nine. J.C. Penny is boring. I only I only ever had one girlfriend who went to Victoria's Secret who could fit in Victoria's Secret. And in she the end, you don't really. I mean, lingerie to me is. She had she had really good package for her small body, yeah. Right. She had a good then, top. She yeah, had some. Well, that's uh, the idea. Yeah. Nice packaging. Yeah. Nice but up if you're top. Acre, well, forget it. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're looking for Jessica Rabbits, right? I mean, that's what they're well, looking for. They're looking for that. Jessica Rabbit. Advertising it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, move on. Number, yeah, number, move on to to where? Right to the pits of hell. I think we're in right now. Well, we were this at one of JC, the, JC Penny. Right, number eight is ADP because your paychecks are direct deposited from hell. Oh, right. I see. Hmm. Hmm. Well. This may be a, have been one of the worst ideas to ever uh, be included in a podcast. Yeah, I. This is kind of bad. It's really. But awful. anyway, should we uh, move on? Yeah, let's uh, let's move on to what I, I do not know. Okay. I'm sure. Um, uh, I'm sure, we'll figure something out. Let me look at my uh, itinerary. My recipe, my recipe list, eh? Oh, here's a here's a top ten list that might be more interesting than than most. Okay. The top ten most inappropriate kids' toys. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> number one, Oreo Barbie. Oh. Gosh, that's really harsh. Oreo Barbie, Ooh. the African American version. Oreo Barbie. No, that's a mix. That's a mix. That's a mixed rice version, right? It's it's the mixed version, right? But they, they don't call it. Movie. They call it Oreo Barbie. Huh? They really? Is she I don't know. Did she, did Mattel really call it Oreo Barbie? Is she light skinned? I don't. I don't know. I've never heard of an Oreo Barbie. Did you Did you uh, catch that uh, royal wedding, by the way, this week? No. No, I didn't. Okay, never mind then. Never mind then. Um, I just 
I'm just not that interested. No. Number nine, pee-pee and poo-poo dolls. Oh, those are excellent and healthy. I think so. Like, why Why would that yeah. necessarily be inappropriate? Because, um, I, I mean, I right, everybody poops. Like, I'm a proponent for adults talking about this stuff more and more because I feel like you didn't talk about it enough as a kid, and that's probably part of your problem. Right. Baby wee-wee. It's a baby mm. with a willy. Well, well that's yeah, better well, than, you know what? than that one seems without. As well. That seems kind of appropriate, yeah. too. Because, adults... Um, adults Adults must remember that children don't actually have sexuality at that age. So none of this is, like, sexual in any way to them. It's just anatomy. Right. Harry Potter's vibrating broom at number seven. Ooh. Ooh. Again, I think that's, like, another one of those um, adult (laughs) phobias. Yeah, because totally. because you're gonna ride around in the broom and it's vibrating. Like the, the kid yeah. is just gonna be like, "Woo, I'm I'm flying through the air on my broom." Whereas uh, the squeamish adult's gonna be like, "Oh no, that's stimulating in some way." Hmm. Mm. Oh, this is good. No, number six, you can shave the baby. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you can shave the baby. Yeah, I like it when I shave the baby. There's a quote here. It says, the baby's hair isn't only on top of the head, also on the butt and the crotch. That's not a baby. That's a little man. (laughs) Look, listen. Um, Number five, the breastfeeding doll. Oh gosh, I don't I, I don't even understand what that is. Wait, is it the the doll breastfeeds or the doll is breastfeeding? Mm. Ooh, this is good. Number <laughs> number four, the drug dealer magnet set. Yes. Yeah. Now that's great. I, I have no yeah. idea what the drug dealer magnet set looks like, but I bet. It has several of the uh, drug slang terms that we discussed earlier. I bet it's amped. I bet it's amped. It could be amped. I'm sure there's a woo in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Number three, the Dora Aquapet. Oh. What's an Aquapet? Is this like a aquatic version of Dora the Explorer? Yes. Hmm. For that your bath time, much, that doesn't seem that seems fine. Not inappropriate, just a little kind of odd. You don't know what she was doing underneath the bubbles, Marcus. She was exploring. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Number two, the Hitler doll. Yes. The Hitler doll. 
that like like Hitler is a five year old? Yeah. Because Hitler is a five year old was just a five year old. Right. Adolf, what are you doing? I'm just trolling mama. Like, <laughs> like I don't know, was he like drawing swastikas at a at five, like this would be my symbol. I kinda I think he's just a five year old. Or is it like a a very small older man doll Hitler? Because that would be why would you give why would you give a why would you give a grown man doll to any kid? Like Hey kid here's your new dolly. It's Joe it's Joe the mechanic from down the street. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember? Hey Jenny, I, remember I love the, my Joe Dolly, mommy. Hey Jenny, remember the other day when we were walking to the store and we met Jeff, the flowerman? Well, here's his doll. He it, creeped me it, out, mommy. Well, here's his doll. Yeah. Tell me on him where he creeps you out. I think you should be very suspicious of of older male florists. Is that a is yeah. that true? Is that right? Like, there's something What's wrong. What's going on there? Yeah, what the fuck is going on there? I don't know, but they're always really weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, enjoying flowers isn't necessarily weird. Being a florist, but when you combine those two things, it's not good. It's totally a serial killer look. Yeah. The number one inappropriate children's toy. You ready for it? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Pole dance doll. Yeah! Pole dance doll! <laughs> you kind of sounded like uh, Fit Connect Carlos there for a second. Fit Connect Carlos! All right. All right. So that was um, that was interesting. <clears throat> I think yeah. we just keep pushing through. Okay, the uh, top ten worst things to get for Christmas. Okay. Number ten. A Justin Bieber CD. Yeah, uh, hands down. I mean, like, what do I do with that? But play frisbee or stick it on the tree as an ornament. That's the that's the best worst one though. Yeah, that's the best worst one. Um, there are socks. You can always get socks. The number nine worst Christmas gift is five yen. Oh, for fuck's sake, that's pretty bad. Apparently, it's about twenty-five cents. I'm going to give you five yen next time, then next Christmas. Put that five yen. Oh, in I can buy. <laughs> I can buy half a paperclip with that. Yeah. Get your stock of five yen now. Number eight, recycled writing paper. Mm. Hmm. You ever use that stuff? 
yeah. recycled writing paper. It's got all like the wood grain look to it, and like yeah. it's got bumps. Yeah. Some weird, weird greenish color. Yeah. They, and the uh, the 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 lines are like extra extra wide rule. Yeah. So it's like, what, what am I going to do with this? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Adora the Explorer DVD. Does that go you know, along with my Dora the Explorer doll that goes underneath the bubbles and does things, exploring things? It comes. It comes with a Dora Aquapet. Yes. Yeah. So you can, you can, you can do stuff like watch your DVD while you're in the bath. Yes. All I've ever wanted. That's exciting, if not a little dangerous. Risque, risque, I tell you. Those who live on the edge. Okay, honestly, no person likes number six. Okay. The number six most inappropriate Christmas gift is a ball of dust. A ball of dust? Right, and I don't think they're talking about the drug slang version of dust either. Yeah, but are they talking about, like, hold on a second, hold on a second. If someone has, like, put together an effort enough to create a ball of dust and then give it to me as a gift, then I'm kind of like, I have to take it and be happy about it. Because it's the cop that counts. And it's creative as fuck. You got nothing and you're creating something out of a ball of, like, skin flakes and... You know, I so mean, come if, on. So if it's the thought that counts, and I'm thinking of you, and then I think, oh, I know what shorts would like, a ball of dust. And yeah. I, and I gather up the dust and turn and, and, and craft it into a ball and say, here, in a, I guess I package it up, too, in a nice uh, nice wrapping paper. Yeah. And you'd be very excited about opening up your gift. Would you really? Would you really be that uh, thrilled upon opening it to to receive uh, a ball of dust? I mean, honestly, no person likes that. I mean, to be honest with you, just for like trolling, trolling value—that's amazing. <laughs> okay. Amazing. All right. You ready for number five? Yeah. They're getting they're getting worse, by the way. Okay. A fing a fingernail. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm eating uh, one right now. Uh, uh, yummy. <laughs> hey, what'd you get for Christmas? A fingernail. <laughs> but did it? Did, hey, did it happen? Was it a toe or a finger? Oh no, it's just a finger. Would a toenail be a? Step up. I think so because, like, you could get fungus with that too, and that—that's an added, like, that's that's gourmet. You see what I did there? I did, I did, I did. I saw what you I, did there. I don't feel acknowledged though. A step. Hold on up. a second. Hold on a second. Let's acknowledge Marcus on his fantastic joke skills and creative. So let's <laughs> rehash. So is a toenail better than a fingernail because it's a step up? Har, 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 har. 
<laughs> Number four, a piece of crap. <laughs> Wait, what? Huh? What? Wait, hey. Is it human hey, or is it, is it human or animal? Because, like, there's different variants of flavors and terpenes here. An undifferentiated piece of crap. Okay. Fair enough. Number four. That's too, that's a, <laughs> too big. Hey, that's six times better than a Justin Bieber CD, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Now, I may disagree with actually number three and number two because I've raised uh, children, and number three and number two were the items that I thought were the favorites of any kid, at least the kids that, that I knew, the young man. Number three is a cardboard box, and number two is a stick. Now... I think any self-respecting yep. five-year-old, from my experience, loves a cardboard box and a stick, especially when they're combined. Dude, dude, I had the greatest times with sticks when I was a kid. We could make guns out of them. We could make anything out of them. You could make anything out of sticks. Sticks are awesome. Right, they could be anything. That's Along the whole thing about box. It could be anything. Yeah, that's... It could be a spaceship. It could be your private... That's uh, the thing. Cave, a hat. Yep. Sure. So, uh. I'd be then, happy uh, with that. Yeah. I'd be happy with a cardboard box and a stick, stick today, actually. If, Same. if someone gave me Same. that as a Christmas gift, I'd be, I'd be pretty thrilled. Yeah. And, uh, the number one worst gift for Christmas is a bottle cap. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Now, I thought like but, shoot, ABC oh, gum yeah. is pretty good too. ABC gum is pretty good. Bottle caps are kind of cool. I like bottle caps. So would it go something like this? Merry Christmas! I got you something in my mind. Wow! Is it the new book I wanted? Is it the Bieber CD? Is it a piece of crap? Hope <laughs> you like it. I rip open the present and I think, oh no, this is a mistake. And it's a bottle cap. Uh, seems like it's not even offensive enough to. I think that might be the point. It's not even like bad enough to be good. Yeah, it's a piece of crap. That would be news. <laughs> like everyone would know what yeah. you got. Yeah. I I feel like it's not no no I feel like the crap wins I think shit always wins as a, as a, the worst thing to get for Christmas yeah absolutely oh it it it, it wins like yeah in any in any form like warm and fresh or dried up and white yeah yeah. Nice. All right, and that's our that's our top ten top ten list. All right. Yeah. Hey, what's what about Travi? What's he doing? Mm. 
Good question. Um, he's on the road at the moment. Right. The last I heard, he was making his way to Palm Springs to to maybe, um, ironically, do some work. Yeah, I don't think that worked out because he left that spot and kept going. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's like oh, wow. going through this. He's in he's in the dark zone right now because he's he's between towns, like 120 miles between towns. Yeah, he's so, out in the middle of the desert now, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, this sounds very familiar. Like, but with the exception of the last long bike ride he did, I think he spent. Um, like 75% of his bike ride on a train. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of money on him, too, at the time. Well, so we think, yeah. I mean, he oh, sure well, last year he did, for sure. Yeah, but we don't know what he left with. We don't know, like, what disasters he went through. No, no. No, the last last year. We don't know exactly. We don't know how much he spent before he left last year. You know, we oh, didn't I know, know he that. How much he spent. He did. He t- well, he oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there he, you go. Uh, he had $1,000 on him. Right. Right. And because uh, he bought the bike. He, he got $4,000. Yeah. He bought the bike for two. He spent 500 on gear. And he left with yeah. uh, over $1,000 in his pocket. That's how he was able to afford to get on the train. Right, 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 right. And come back. Okay. Right. Wow. Everyone is uh everyone's kinda kinda concerned about it. Yeah, I I don't think he was really I don't feel like he had much options though, like in his own head. Like I mean to you and me, the thing to do would be to, you know, get your ID and kinda get into a a program or something. But you know, to, to Travis, that seemed like the worst-case scenario, and I think he feels more comfortable trying to go home. I am happy that he's that he his stated goal was to uh, go home because I know his uh, yeah. I know his mom really wants him to come out, and I, I'm glad yeah. that he has finally stopped saying that that um, she can't afford him there. Yeah, because I don't think that was ever true. Yeah, it was an easy thing to say to to make people think like, "Oh, wow, you're really doing the right thing by not burdening your family with you," right. which also seems right. kind of strange to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, Travi. Well, well, we love uh, you, Travi. We love you, Travi. Stay safe. And we're wishing, yeah, we're wishing the best for you, and we're thinking about you. You're a good guy. Whatever, you know, be safe out there, man. Definitely, that's a that's a that's a big undertaking to uh, bike ride across uh, across the country. It, it, man, yeah, and his his bike wasn't in like tip top shape either. You know, he had a few oh, no. gears. No, it was. Uh, it had it had been a bit worse for wear after his last adventure. So, uh, well, right. Well, that bike 
it's a good bike. Uh, I think it's called yeah. the Yuba. Um, it, yeah. It's a Scandinavian bike, and what it was designed for was for like, um, like like a Swedish mom who uh, who needs to bicycle to the grocery store and carry her kids on the back and bring home groceries. Yeah. Therefore, it was really like a, it's really like a, a cargo town bike. Not right. an overland right. like touring bike. Right. But he seems to be uh he seems I mean, from from what <laughs> I heard and from the um the stuff I looked up about it. Yeah. That it's geared so that you don't really notice the weight, uh, the cargo. Like it it right. functions pretty much like a lighter bike because of the way it's geared, so you can climb up hills fairly easily. But right. it's uh it's the distance thing that uh is the issue. Yes. Right. Um could I talk about Ronin for a second, my dear boy? Yeah. Yes, of course. Um so I've had this dog uh in my family now for 14 years and uh he's kind of been a really great companion and friend to us the last 14 years through the ups and downs and he's sure been great to my mom through uh her being bankrupt and losing everything and living in a car and you know doing this and that to keep things afloat um he was always there and uh this this week sadly he he lost the ability to hold any uh, oxygen in his lungs, and we had to put him down. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I love droning. He was a dear boy, dear dear boy. The uh, incredibly intelligent golden retriever, incredibly emotive and thoughtful and just simple and easy and so just there, you know? Yeah. And he was so adaptable, too. And he went on all these types of adventures all over the place with Mom, you know? Oh, really? Saw all these wonderful things, yeah, over the years, yeah. Even one time came with Mom to get me from Manteca when I was trying to break up with Alyssa or trying to figure out a place for us to live or something. I can't remember what was going on, but, uh, you know, they came up and got me there and brought me down to L.A. Hmm. Yeah. Talk about Alyssa. And, uh, he's been to Nevada and he went to Texas once or somewhere. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not, but he's a good boy, and uh, we'll miss him. So rest in peace, Rooney. Definitely. Uh, Should we do a Charlie Sheen update? Sure. Is there anything new going on with the... Why, yes, there is something new. There is something new. I'd love to hear it. So that... that house that he had on the market for nine million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred nine dollars point nine 
is now for rent because no one's going to fucking buy that. And he's renting. Really? Yeah. Really? What's the rent? I think it's like four, four grand or something per month. No, really? it can't be. It must be way more than that. Forty, forty grand per month or something. That sounds closer to probably accurate. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, if it was four. Hold on, let me look. Hold on. If if if, if, uh, uh, if it was four thousand hmm. dollars, I'd say we uh, round up, uh, round up. Uh, yeah, we don't. Three or four other people and move in. Fuck yeah! <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? Oh my god, it would be crazy. It'd be so hey, where fun. You, where you living? Uh, we we uh, rent in the old Chuck Sheen place. <laughs> it's got uh, tiger blood in the pool. Winning. We got a Donna's DNA in the bedroom and winning in the in the bathroom. It comes the with four goddesses kept, too. Yeah, comes with. The goddesses are here. The actress Beverly Hills, California home couldn't find a buyer for ten million earlier this year, so it's now on the rental market for forty three thousand a month. Mm. You know why? I, I was. Go ahead. It's still just an artist rendition of the house. It isn't actually. Oh. Is it that shot from the back with the pool? Yeah, with the pool. Yeah, <laughs> winning. <laughs> uh, I was I have a suspicion that um it's going to be just as difficult to rent that place for forty three thousand dollars a month as it is to sell it for ten million. Uh I, I have a suspicion all of this is completely futile. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna know why you can't see the inside. <laughs> What's going on in there? Just shit spread all over the walls, you know. I, I like to shit in my hands and then smear it all over the wall. Winning. Winning. I just winning. Winning. Oh man. I got I got bed hookers, you know, from Hollywood, you know, passed all up on the walls. I've got the taxi dormy. Taxi dormy hookers. Keeps them, you know, it keeps them fresh. You know, you know, you gotta have them fresh. You know, if you're doing steroids and you're doing tons of cocaine, banging nine gram rocks, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you gotta have fresh hookers on the wall. <laughs> right. Oh God. Wow. Oh. That's uh. So that's the Charlie Sheen update. Charlie Sheen update. Winning. Charlie Sheen winning. All right. So uh, would you care by chance or to get into an Arnold update maybe? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I was just uh, looking to see if there was uh, anything new that he's up to. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I want to tweet to Pruitt about the water contamination. Yeah, it's important. I'm a simple guy, so I have a simple remedy. When people like Pruitt ignore is a and hide or hide pollution, if you don't have a problem with Americans drinking contaminated water, drink it yourself until you until you tap out or resign. Yeah. <laughs> so he thinks, yeah. 
He's basically going after the water guy for contamination or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's... He's uh, going after Scott Pruitt. Huh. Oh, okay. So, right. Uh, because the situation is, is that... Well, it was the EPA that has been yeah. um, hiding the fact that um, that because of because of these executive order deregulations that companies have now been able to dump poison into the water supply. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I I talked to Scott Pruitt and I say Pruitt, listen, listen to me now, Pruitt, you poison the water and it's no good. I'm a simple guy, so I have a simple remedy. When people like Pruitt, I like to say that in Pruitt, Pruitt ignore <laughs> high pollution. <laughs> if you don't have a problem with Americans drinking contaminated water, drink it yourself then until you tap out or resign Pruitt. That, you that son of a bitch. You son like of a you. bitch. You poisoned my water. Pruitt. When you were a baby, you drank Pruitt. milk Pruitt. When you were a baby, you drank milk Pruitt, but now you drink poison water. I like you drink the poison. Yeah, you you contaminated me. Yeah, my body is con- contaminated. Yeah, you're the part of the yeah. reason I had the quintuple, quadruple, quintuple bypass heart surgery. And now I can't even go to. Now I can't even go to uh, my favorite Santa Monica restaurant without poison water there. Yeah, but at least I don't feel like a prisoner in my mansion anymore. At least I don't feel like a prisoner with the contaminated water running through my body at 2,000 parts per million. Yeah. <laughs> 2,000 parts per million. Yeah. 2 billion parts per thousand. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's more like the math. I like that math, yeah. Now you do the math. Yeah. Through it, do the math through it. It's a breach. It's a breach of your public, <coughs> your public prerogative. Yeah, welcome to the party, Pruitt. Yeah. When I was uh, the governor of California, we had pure water. Yeah. We, we I'm fighting a, I'm fighting a, uh, a crew of uh, gardeners right now that are chasing me. You're literally fighting them. That's yeah, pretty, just that's pretty uh, epic. <laughs> get back! Get back! And if you want to clap back, Pruitt, you can find me at Arnold Schnitzel. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love I that Twitter expect, handle. That's I expect, best. Hey, Pruitt. 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 Oh. Oh, he changed his, he changed his, oh, he's just Schwarzenegger now. He's not, he's not Arnold Schnitzel anymore. Yeah. I'm the he's a self-made man. Remember that? Yeah. Never call me a self-made man, Pruitt. Pruitt! Listen to me, Pruitt. You I must get the job done now. Climate change is not a political issue, it's a health issue. Climate change... Is... Listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. Yeah. And now, and then, yeah. I, and then, I, talk to the Jane, then I talk to the Jane Goodall in the Chimps. She's also at the Austrian World Summit. She's an amazing leader. Don't yeah, poison the what, chimps. Yeah, but what was actually going on there with her and the chimps? I mean, come on, was there any nookie? You know, come on. I mean, she spent a long time with the chimps there, huh? She know a lot about yeah. the chimp, eh? 
I'm fighting them now. Excellent Arnold Schwarzenegger update. Yeah, thank you. Arnold update. Arnold update. Arnold update. Okay. So it could become a regular thing. Let's let's have a little talk about what what's ethical and what you should like. Like what what is a good like? Hold on a second. Let me move because I'm just surrounded by this lawnmower guy. I can't get away. Leaf blower. Sure. Um. So let's talk about some things that you would like recommend people look for that are good things. Like ten good things that that every rehab should should supply and give to you. As you're realizing, you know, you know, and like 10, 10 bad things, 10 things that are no, you know? Okay. Okay. So, um, perhaps if, uh, if, if Travi, for instance, ever decides that he needs to get some uh, help, where, where would he turn to? How would he know? How would he know the right uh, place to go to uh, dry out or, uh, or get a new perspective? Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So the first thing, if you're looking, if you're just like blindly looking for, say, um, like a drug rehab or treatment center. So, Mm. like, say you're online and you want to, you want to make sure first of all that the name of the treatment facility is mentioned in the advertisement, like the the name itself, not something generic. Uh, because if it's generic, what that means is it's being advertised at, um, by like a, a lead generation uh, call center or like a third party that isn't actually right. affiliated with the treatment center or plan or plan. Right. And right. So right, right, they're right. going to refer you to some unknown place that. They don't even care about because because they're going to get a kickback on on the referral. Yeah, that's the first thing. All right, so and then you want to find out um, where the place is located and if it actually matches the location that's being advertised. Because in a lot of cases, again, yeah. they'll say like treatment center in California. Yeah. And you'll call up and they'll divert you to the treatment center in Idaho. Um, yeah. Because again, it's, um, it's not actually affiliated with the center itself. And right. That's, that's pretty common. Because okay. there's a lot of money to be made in referrals. So, right. Right. Okay. So once you verify that, you want to, um, Find out if they're licensed, but also mm-hmm. um, accredited by the joint the joint commission. Um, it's a um, it's an accreditation um, body for uh, rehab facilities. They're they're uh, it's a legitimate it's called CARF, and if and I don't I don't remember exactly right off with. What the acronym means, but um, you'll ask if it's 
that are accredited by the Joint Commission or CARF. Mm. And what they do is they assure um, certain standards of care being met. Um, like one basic one is that the, um, the cleanliness of the place is up to um, hospital standards. Yeah. Um, so that's good to know. So now you're like, if, if these things are checking out, you're getting into a situation where you're likely to get some, like something that's um, real and helpful. So if that's the case, then you find out about the, who the owners are, their backgrounds, yeah. individual yeah. licenses that they hold, because you can own a facility and really not have anything to do with it. Um, yeah. Take like um, like Promises Malibu, for instance, right, where yeah. the the kid died, right? That that was the um, that was the guy who was uh, they advertised on television like that, uh, you know, you come here and then and then you're not a drug addict anymore and you're cured. Yeah. Well, the the son in the in the father and son team OD'd and died. Oh, well, that's lovely. Yeah, yeah right. So we don't um, you don't want that because what happens is, uh, I mean, there are people who go to treatment centers and, and kind of take stock in deciding that uh, it's a good way to make money, right? Like mm -hmm. They're in the treatment center and they look around and go, wow, like $1,500 a UA. Yeah, I could yeah. do that. You gather up financial resources, open up a treatment center, pre treatment program with uh, yeah. maybe perhaps only minimal clean time themselves. Um, yeah. You call it giving back, but if you're profiting from that service, it's not really – it's certainly not altruistic. No. You know, um, and you want to find – Owners and operators who have either either are or both licensed and accredited and and or have a long period of um, abstinence and and like drug and alcohol recovery themselves because yeah, yeah. those kinds of people are going to know what's needed and what worked for them. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> can I can so I ask you a that. question, Marcus? Yeah. And uh, I mean, like, I don't want to throw you under the bus as someone getting into this industry at all. So please don't mention names if you don't feel comfortable. But sure. are there like five five top worst worst places to go? No, there are far more than that. I mean, just about every okay. other place is the worst to go, and and the okay. reason is is because they're not they're not meeting these uh these check marks on this list and sometimes yeah. it's really difficult to determine because what happens is like family and friends loved ones they they want to get their guy or girl better you know the and so they'll just go with whatever yeah I'm, I'm very I'm pretty familiar with that that method, yeah, Marcus. I, I so, do remember this. Right. 
yeah. as we go on, like, so, okay, so those are the first four points. Um, then you need to find out, like, who the actual, like, providers are. Like, who's going to be providing the therapy? Are the clinicians, psychiatric services? Um, what are the methods of treatment? Um, yeah. Are those people trained and licensed? Um, like, the idea right. is, like, consider, consider where you would go for a medical problem, right? Um, yeah. Say, like, or, like, like, chunks with his diabetes or, or mm-hmm. some other guy with a broken arm or, or surgery. So yeah. you wouldn't go to the, you wouldn't go to the diabetes guy for your broken arm. Mm. Like you would go to the broken arm guy. Um, and there are different methods of of treatment that are more viable than others, or, or you know, or more um, effective. Sure. So you want to find out what they do and how and how well they do it. Right. Um, if it sounds too good to be true, and you know, then you probably want to stay away from that. Um, yeah. If you if if the if the treatment center doesn't have a if they don't list like their clinical staff on their website, for instance, like the counselors or a nurse, like if they're not included in the advertisement itself, then it's probably a big red flag. Because okay. you want to be able to look these you want to be able to look these people up to find out if they're legit. Right. Right, um, right, right. All right. So then most of these things accept insurance. So they should be talking to you on the phone about uh deductibles, copays. That's the, that's really the standard aspect of most care. Like just like a hospital. They want they need to talk to you about what your insurance covers. Sure. Um now if if thing, if if you find that things are being waived or they, oh, we don't, you know, we're in the sense of what your insurance covers. They're yeah. not, they're not including in that, and they're just kind of saying, yeah. "Oh, we don't need to include that. We're going to waive that." That's that's no good because they're just trying to get you get you in the door and make money, regardless of <clears throat> what kind of insurance coverage you have. If you have crappy yeah. insurance. And it, and it clearly doesn't cover what they attest to be um, the treatment they are giving you. Then it's probably they're probably not really giving you that kind of treatment. They're right. saying so. Right. right. Um, so a lot of these places they offer uh, like incentives, like free cigarettes or even cash. That's right. illegal. In fact, yeah. there are people who go into treatment as a profession. Like, they spend 10 days in the treatment center through a broker. The broker gets a kickback. And then the broker, after like two weeks, pays the client half of what they make. And the client leaves. And, and the cycle starts over again. So that's real. That really happens. How does um, that work, though? How does that work, though? Like, who sets that up? Because the treatment center gets gets the insurance money for the so-called okay. treatment. They give okay. they give up to literally three, four thousand dollars a client to the broker 
the broker then kicks back that money back to the client. Holy shit. Yes, so everybody's getting paid. And this isn't always the case, but it's uh it's certainly uh it certainly happens and um it was really bad in in South Florida um up until fairly recently when they when they started cracking down and now now California is kind of the hub um where it's really difficult to police because of all the conflicting um pressures like i mean there's an opioid epidemic and so people are like yes help my kid help me help my wife yeah you know um so another important thing is to determine like like going back to the uh the charlie sheen uh image of his mansion are the pictures promoted in the marketing materials the actual treatment center Right, because that happens too. Um, sure. You now you show these great, great buildings and vistas, and you know all this cool stuff like the indoor pool. Yeah. And you, yeah, you, I, go, I, you show up to uh, to some place that's not at all that. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I had that experience with uh, going to Texas when I went to Texas. Hmm. Uh, I remember they had shown me a couple of pictures on like a brochure or something. It wasn't anything like that. Right. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. Um and then and then if you know if all this is like checking out and you're you're getting good answers yeah. you want to find out about as as clearly as possible what are the what are the specific percentage of successful outcomes? Like yeah. how do they keep track of treated patients and how do they know that their methods are working long term? Right. Um they should have they should have data on that. Um and if they if they won't offer if they won't offer any kind of real number and it just sounds like this sounds like something ridiculous like oh eighty percent of our of our people have like long term recovery it's probably um and with nothing to back it up it's obviously a big red flag yeah um now, and what? the final thing really is that if you're using um healthcare insurance you uh find out what uh find out what the facility or program does if uh, the insurance carrier stops approving treatment during like during your stay so right if you have a mandatory minimum like a 30 day program an ethical standard will not rapidly discharge patients who are unable unable to pay simply due to uh their insurance co- company um stopping coverage you should still yeah. be gently um, transferred out and there should be a contingency plan for that kind of thing because it happens like sure you know you go in you go in for uh for thirty days and and you're on day forty and your insurance company stops payments that should not be a disincentive to stop treatment um because right these places make so much money that they should be able to afford it they should be totally able to uh eat some of that and yeah yeah right um and so there you go there's there's like the pro and con like i kind of did it both you know at the same time 
yeah. but what to look yeah. for and what not to look for. And um, if you can, if all these things line up, and you're probably going to get, you know, reasonable doctor-approved, um, like uh, addiction as, as a disease um, model uh, treatment. Yeah. And, you know, included with that is uh, like cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, like or talk therapy with counselors along with, yeah. along with frequent um, medical evaluation. Yeah. Um, along with life skills um, classes uh, because, you know, people are coming in devastated. You know, and they don't, you don't, people don't even know how to uh, go grocery shopping anymore, for instance, like, or, sure. or even, or re-socialization, like how to, sure. how to relate to people, uh, when you're not under the influence. Like it's, these are all challenging things, but, but within a, in a, within a fairly short amount of time, you can teach, reteach people how to do these things. And, uh, yeah. So there are, you know, despite the fact that, this this stuff is incredibly expensive. Um, maybe you know, and maybe even for good reason because it's it should be pretty intensive. I mean, at least the therapy and that costs money. Of um, course, cool. yeah. Even though yeah. even though places may be expensive, and especially if they're expensive, you should be getting your money's worth. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my take on it. So does your place have a psychiatrist? No, not a not a psychiatrist. Um, okay. We have uh, licensed uh, clinical social workers. Um, okay. With with master's degrees. Um, okay. You know, real counselors. Um, yeah. I'd say that seventy five percent of of the staff is uh, in in long term recovery themselves, so they've been there. They yeah. You know. Um, I think that's really people, important. <laughs> Several of the people who who work work on staff have also been clients. Yeah, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Or can be, you know, can be. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I've no, I noticed I notice positive outcomes all the time. Like we don't see these people for very long. Like you know, uh, two weeks to two months, generally. Sure. And uh, and they get. Um, Kind of uh, leveled up, like as far as like um, like their beneficial restrictions. Like, come in, you're detoxing. So sure. We're going to take away the distractions. We're going to take away. We're going to take away your uh, mouthwash. We're going to take away your hand sanitizer. <laughs> you know, right? Uh, yeah. And because we don't want you to drink it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we're gonna take your cell phone. You can make a, you can make phone calls. You can make two necessary phone calls. Uh, there's gonna be a staff member with you while you do that because some people need to call. They need to call their family. They need to call their work. They need to call. Um, sometimes they need to call their lawyers. Sure. So we don't we don't prohibit people from doing what they need to do, but there are some restrictions in place so that you're not distracted from 
while you're there. And one of the and things that and I always – go ahead. Well, you're protected, too, that way, because you have people in your cell phone, clearly, that you could call who are not good for your life, probably, too, right? I mean – Sure. Well, sure. I mean, people want to call their their uh, you know their girlfriend, and we're not sure. opposed to that. Yeah, um, but we want to be there to make sure that you're okay on the phone with your girlfriend because yeah, because that could be a I hate the word, but it could be a big trigger. Sure. Um, to you know, wanting to get out of there, wanting to leave, or yeah, or wanting to like stop your stop the process, stop the treatment because she convinced you to come home. Because yeah. these people come from all over the country, you know. Of and, course, uh, yeah. You know, there's some some of the first time on an airplane. Some in some cases, you know, and uh, it's all very exciting, but also really it can be really nerve wracking, especially if you're detoxing off of like five or six different substances. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so the one thing that I I tell people, and and this this is. Because it's true, and this this maybe this is certainly different from from I guess your you know experiences as as teens under yeah. who who get their who get their custody signed away to private companies. That's different. Yeah. Um, I have to punch in a code to get into the facility, but if, when you're okay. on the inside, the when you're on the inside, the door swings open at the turn of a knob, like. Anyone there, staff, clients, anyone inside has co- the complete ability to exit. And uh, at all times. we may, yeah. we may, we may at all times. We and we'll follow you and walk walk with you and talk with you as you. Sure. If you make a if you make a go for it, you know. Sure. Uh, the other night, the other night, a, a guy exited, and one of the staff members walked around. The, the neighborhood block with him for uh, an hour while he kind of decompressed and came back down to, to earth and came and then decided to come back. Mm. Uh, you know, it's our, it's our obligation to, to do that because they're under our care. So you don't, if you yeah. don't want to just let someone like split, you know, cause um, they could get hurt, you know? And, uh, you know, so, I mean, but yeah. one of, one of, one of the things that like, was very like it was kind of like announced immediately when you get to these places was sort of like when you I mean when I when I was a teen was like you know I'd get into the I'd get into a place and I'd be going through sort of you know my inventory with this person about who I am and what I've done and then I'd kind of go okay well I don't really want to be here anymore and I'd go for the door and there'd be like two people stopping me at the, from like even going at the door, and that to me is that changes treatment because it it becomes forced at that point, you know. Right. right. So yeah, I, I think if you uh, go ahead, I just think it's really important to have an open door and to like you still have the choice to leave. You know, yes, we may follow you around and be your friend and try to help you. But, you know, at the end of the day, there is a door there. You can walk out. 
We're not right. going to stop. A, exactly, and this is opposed to your experience or and other other children's yeah. experiences as teens at the so-called uh, troubled teen facilities, where your parents hire people mm-hmm. to take you away. Yeah, and and they, they you know you're given up to a private company. Yeah. Right, and the kids, you know, kids die in in the care of these places. Mm-hmm. There's no regulation. This is all like right. big bullet points, and uh, yeah, in many cases, and, and if not most, the treatment methods are uh, ineffective and, and possibly insane. Yes, and and, and also and and furthermore. Like the brainwashing that goes along with that can stay with you forever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You want any? Uh, and and I mean, like anyone, anyone like saying that you know isolation is a therapy in any form is bonkers. And anyone sort of thinking that you know coercive coercive thought reform is is not you know behavior modification is just a neat word for brainwashing and that's basically what these programs do so yeah um uh have you ever heard of the um go ahead well i mean at no point was i allowed to make a phone call you know of choice you know, at no point would I be allowed to make any type of phone call, you know, right? without, you know, all of my phone calls were sort of forced phone calls. Right. So, yeah. Have you ever heard of um, the uh, the term um, the sunk cost fallacy? No. So, say, for instance... Um, a parent decides their parents decide to uh, send their uh, their kid to a boarding school, and and then they they go through the program and they come home, and the parents um, are for whatever reason questioning the kid about. Their their mood, their behavior, their their whole like disposition after especially yeah. after going through a program like that, and and they you know the question comes up well are, are you sure you don't want to go back or um or they start attributing all of the good things that, that their kid is doing to that program. You know, it couldn't have been that bad of an experience because I paid for it. Right. It's they've already they've sunk the the cost has already been paid. It's it's the uh, they've already sunk in the money into it. So right. if they if they right. were to look at it and say, Oh no, it didn't work, that would be a bad, like a bad mark upon themselves. So they have to they have to believe that they got their money's worth. Um, yeah, and that, that's pretty yeah. scary. And I think it's a big uh, barrier to um, parents and, and adults not not speaking up as much as they could 
and leave, yeah. leaving it up to the the uh, survivors, so to speak, to to make all the noise. Because yeah. you know, really, where are the where are the voices of of the parents who know better? Because they've sent their kids there and then discovered what a nightmare it was. They don't, but they don't want to speak up because they, you know, in a lot of these cases, it's private pay, right? You got to have means to, especially yeah. if they're not if they're not uh, regulated. A lot of these places, you know, they don't they they don't take insurance because they can't. Yeah. Right. So that's a that's an interesting thing to uh, <clears throat> explore. Maybe the idea that. I I, I would are, like to take. I would like to. I would like you to text me that that quote, whatever it is, the sunk thing, because yeah. I want to. Po- I'm going to post that in Wasp Survivors and see what what people come up with. Because I think that's an interesting thing. Because you're is, right. Um, you're right. You're right. They're they're. It, why is it only the survivors that have made all the noise? Like right. and even even worse than that, there's something else that's going on. There's some psychological warfare that's going on with the staff too, because there sure. are staff members. There are staff members who saw things and partook in things and then left because of mm-hmm. those things happening, but they still didn't speak up. Right. You know. Right, exactly. Like, right in in the heads of the people who send their kids there, it's so expensive. It, there's no way it could have been a bad experience, no matter how yeah. desperately the kids try to convince them otherwise. That's where it comes yeah. in. That's the sunken cost fallacy, as applied right. to uh, child abuse. So, yeah. if they spent ten thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, treating my child, how could it all be crazy bullshit? Right. And so, so they go the other way, and every time the kid does something that's worthwhile, you know, like oh, you got accepted to college or won an award or you got a new job, your success is directly attributed to the decision it's to the stay program. there. It's right. the program. It's the program. It's the program. God, it's so right, dark. That's wrong. It's so yeah. dark though, because it's it's. I could see how that can work. But I think these I are can good see how to explore. Yeah, definitely. Because it, it it shouldn't be entirely entirely the responsibility of of adult ch- children or or you know teens teens who have uh, gotten out who are, who are not yet grown. It, it shouldn't be nearly at all the responsibility of the survivors, so to speak, to be yeah. making noise. It should be the people who've actually paid for it and have realized how bogus it is. Right. Yeah. God, that's so funny because I think about, like, the Charlie lawsuit. There's this huge right. lawsuit that's been like dismissed and dismissed and dismissed and dismissed, but it's like a huge class action and it's against uh, Litchfield and Wasps and it was sort of like multiple, you know, groups of survivors, you know, like, like 40 or 50 or 60 survivors. I don't think it was any of their parents. 
so mm-hmm. funny. And the parents, the parents are the ones that lost so much money to this guy, you know? Right. Right. Why aren't they more upset? Right. Or, or do they just, they just not, or do they feel similarly that they don't have a voice either? Um, you know, like it's, I guess it's embarrassing in some ways. Like, well, of course it is. It's really embarrassing for the parent. Right. It's really embarrassing. I mean, it's embarrassing. I think it was like a really tough pill to swallow for my mother to admit that like these places were not good for me or that, you know, these places, no, that's not, that's not what. The admission was that these places used torturous practices on me, you know, right. and I think that's been my sort of claim about this, like, and that I witnessed horrendous abuse and stuff that shouldn't have been going on. I, I don't know. It's very weird that. Definitely. Um I mean, um, but, you know, there are people who still care about this stuff, obviously. Yes, clearly. Clearly. And, uh, you know, the, all we can do is keep, you know, keep on, keep on talking about it. Um, yeah, and I think that's just the most important thing to do is just keep saying that, you know, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me was my whole realization of sort of, okay, yes, this was wrong. Uh-huh. Like that, just even that alone took me so long to figure out in my head. Years and years and years. And it really wasn't until I had a therapist and I started sort of like going, okay, well, this one time, you know, they brought down this girl and she had been fighting on the unit and she was being restrained and she somehow grabbed hold of this staff member's hair and she wouldn't let go. So this other male staff member grabbed this young girl and just started punching her repeatedly in the face hmm. to get her to let go. And how I watched this happen and I watched like blood spattering all over the white walls. And like, I still in my head, there had been this spin that this girl was out of control and this was the only thing that could be done, you know, and this was there and this was therapy, you know, and like all the while I, I couldn't like figure out, okay, well, you know, and I didn't have the wherewithal to figure out, okay, well, you know, first of all, the two staff members who were, who were in the, in the restraint were not licensed with any mental health qualifications at all. You know, sure. And, and shouldn't have been there, you know, in the first place, you know, let alone what else happened after that, you know, and how, you know, she had multiple, you know, teeth removed from her mouth during this and like, wow, just horrendous stuff, you know. Sure. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't like, it had been pummeled into me that I was the problem so much and that we were all the problem and that we were what needed fixing so much. Right. 
I don't. I don't know. Well, you're fixed. Hey. Hey. On the. Hey, Johnny. Well, we'll smoke we'll up, that. Johnny. We'll keep yeah. at it. Yeah. On that yeah. note, um, we've been going. I think on, we should uh, end. We've been or, going on an hour and a half, and uh, yeah, I think so we I should think end. That was uh, another another wild, wildly varied episode of the yeah. V2V podcast with Shorts and Aurelius, going from Excellent. going from really dubious topics to something that's uh, pretty important. Because that's, yeah. that, that's how we do it, you know. Yep. We get we, we get everything. The bullshit yeah. and the good stuff. We don't discriminate. I am we not do it a all. piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, brother. Well, till next time. Till next time. Bye. Ciao, pistachios. <laughs>